For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Bagman. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover enforcement of the university's new electric vehicle policy, a location announcement for the FIFA Men's World Cup in 2026, and U.S. military action against Iranian militias. It's Monday, February 5th. In local news, the university confiscated at least 80 scooters in the first five days of the new electric vehicle policy. On December 4th of last year, an email communicating the policy change stated that scooters could no longer be stored or charged in the marked-off areas of campus. Students who have vehicles confiscated can request their return at the end of the semester, so long as they have been properly identified. In the past week, the university has also begun confiscating scooters from rooms during unannounced fire inspections. I sat down with assistant news editor Elizabeth Stewart to hear more about the student reaction to this pattern. My name is Elizabeth Stewart and I'm an assistant news editor for The Daily Princetonian. We've been gathering that during the fire inspections, some scooters have been um, have been taken from, from students without warning. Um, what have people been saying to you about this? Right, so last Tuesday at about 10 a.m., um, fire inspections resumed for the spring semester in Jolene Hall and Dodd Hall. Um, and students reported just feeling like these inspections were particularly unexpected, and they always are random per university policy. Um, but in past years, housing operations has sent um, a couple of email updates throughout the year saying that they're going to resume inspections um, during particular parts of the year. Um, and the last email they've sent in this academic year was in September. So people were expecting to get some sort of email notification before they resumed inspections. Um, and then specifically, they weren't expecting there to be any sort of search related to personal electronic vehicles as part of the inspections. Right, because usually they're only allowed to um, take contraband, um, stuff that isn't allowed, but I guess scooters now fall into that category. Right. Um, per the new policy that went into effect on January 25th, housing inspectors are now able to tag and remove personal electronic vehicles if they're discovered during the routine inspections as they are no longer um, allowed to be stored or operated or charged on campus. People weren't prepared for that. Right. People weren't prepared and they understood um, why the inspections are random and for the sake of safety. Um, but they just weren't expecting um, the fire inspections and the new scooter policy to be kind of enforced at the same time in this right. way. So so not necessarily against policy, but like sort of sketchy and roundabout? Yeah, people were really just looking for more clarification and communication about the inspections um, and just thought that it was a little um, sketchy that it was happening this way. The administration did follow up and say, yes, we sanctioned this, right, in, in an email to you. So it was something that they had intended to do. It just wasn't included in the original email on December 4th. Yeah, so university spokesperson Michael Hotch just clarified in an email to the prince that following the revised policy that went into effect on January 25th, um, they are now able to tag and remove PEVs. But um, as a publication of the article, um, this has not been reflected in the PEV policy document. In national news, FIFA announced yesterday that the Men's World Cup final in 2026 will be played in New Jersey. The tournament will be jointly hosted by the United States, Canada, and Mexico. All three countries will be granted automatic entry to the tournament. 
Matches will be played across four time zones, occurring in cities from Los Angeles to Mexico City to Toronto, among others. The U.S. men's national team will play all of its group stage matches on the West Coast, beginning on June 12th of 2026. The team will look to improve after its 2017 failure to reach the tournament after an upset defeat against Trinidad and Tobago was followed by a round of 16 loss to the Netherlands in 2022. In international news, the U.S. has launched a set of retaliatory strikes against targets in Iraq and Syria on Friday. The attacks occurred in response to the drone strike last Sunday in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members. President Biden said on Friday that, quote, if you harm an American, we will respond. The airstrikes reportedly hit over 85 targets associated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which the U.S. government holds responsible for the American deaths last week. The White House has said that military action will continue at the discretion of U.S. generals, with attacks continuing on Saturday in Yemen. The UK military, alongside a host of others, including those of Canada and Australia, was also involved in the assaults, which focused on Houthi-affiliated targets in Yemen. Today, you can expect sunny skies with a high of 46 and a low of 25 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by me, sound engineered by Twyla Colburn, and produced under the 148th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Glass of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo Wells-Spackman. Have a wonderful day.